All right. So, so there is a um, a blessing that Bilam gave us in this Torah portion. Um, the bracha is, I see them from the heads of mountains, from the tops of hills. And uh, Rashi says, who's the top of mountains, who's the top of hills? Rashi says that this is a parable. And the parable means that um, I see the early beginnings of the Jewish people, and they are strong, like the mountains and the hills. They're strong like them, and through their forefathers and through their uh, their, uh, their 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 fathers and their through their fathers to their mothers, they had this incredible strength. That's what Rashi says. Now, other commentaries uh, don't explain these words to the Torah of Bilam as a parable. They explain this uh, literally. Bilam was standing on top of a mountain, and he saw the Jewish people from a mountain. It's prose. It's it's a beautiful prose. I see them on top of mountains, from the top of hilltops, but it's not. It's not meant to be a, uh, a parable. And this is not just one commentary. This is a lot of commentaries. The Rambag, the Ramban, they all do the same thing. They all say this is, this is all a, uh, a literal thing. And the other commentaries aren't as literal as Rashi. Rashi is, is in Nachmanides, you can also find Debrechen, as he says. You can find um, other Kabbalistic stuff. As well, uh, there are four levels of Torah interpretation, but and there are other others who explain the simple meaning of the Torah. But but Rashi is uh, Rashi Rashi says in the beginning of, of his explanation of the Torah that he only wants to explain the literal meaning of Torah, and whenever he doesn't bring the literal meaning of the Torah, it's because he, Rashi says that the literal meaning will not satisfy the. Um, you can't you can't explain this in a literal way, and you have to resort to a deeper explanation. So it's because it's because the simple explanation is not sufficient. That's why Rashi resorts to a midrashic explanation. But um, when it could be explained in a simple way, then it's. Like in this in this verse, where all other others which are are satisfied with simple explanation, the question is, why is it that Rashi has to um, uh, explain this in a midrashic way? Why can he explain this in a literal way? So the explanation is like this: when Bilam gives his blessings to Jewish people, he introduces them each time with. He began his parable with the following words. In this particular blessing, there's nothing that's a parable. Everything that Bilam says can be understood literally. And because everything can be understood literally, so Rashi is searching for, so where's the parable? There's no parable, it's all literal. So 
that's what forces Rashi to explain the first sentence of the of the parable. I see them from the top of mountains as being the parable. The um, the other commentaries um, they um, they 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 feel that the question that 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 makes them translate the words I see them from the top of mountains. What, uh, the question is that the other commentaries have to deal with that 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 the question on their explanation is what's the point of saying I see them from the top of mountains? It's, it's prose, but doesn't seem to have any meaning. So what they what, the way they address that question is they say, listen, Balak told Bilam after Bilam cursed the Jewish people, let me take you to another place, said Balak to Bilam, where you won't see all of them. You only see a little bit of them. So uh, the, the, the commentaries say, oh, so Balak thought, Balak thought, why is Bilam a blessing the Jewish people, not cursing them like he asked them to? Balak thought this is because of the vision that he had seeing all the Jewish people. And because he saw all the Jewish people with a clear vision, therefore he took them to the top of mountains where he shouldn't see all the Jewish people. That's that's how Balak was. That's how Balak was trying to um, uh, fix the the blessings of Bilam by bringing him to a new place, bringing him to the top of mountains. So therefore, the other commentaries they say, "Oh, I'll tell you why he says I." The Torah says that, and Bilam says that I'm talking from the top of mountains because that's what Balak thought would be something that would be useful. Um, that would be useful because. Uh, the, because Balak thought that the issue was the seeing all the Jewish people. That's what the issue was. How do you solve that issue? But the way to solve this issue is by um, is by bringing him to a place where he can't see all the Jewish people. That's what Balak thought, and that's how all the commentaries explain. However. Rashi says Rashi is bothered by a, a larger question, simple translation of the Torah. Rashi is bothered by the question, why does it say a parable? There's nothing that he says is a parable. And, and, and if you go one by one by all the things he said, they all can be understood literally. For example, he begins with the words, who can count the dust of Jacob? So it sounds like a parable, right? But Rashi... Rashi says the dust of Jacob refers to Jewish children. And the reason why dust refers to Jewish children, the other commentaries say, other commentaries say that dust is related to the word oifer halayalim. The word oifer also means children. Uh, the Cheskuni says that the word oifer um, uh, is related to afruris, which means something which is very thin, like dust, it's very thin. And therefore, it, therefore it's, it's, it's the translation of the word is children. It's not a parable for children. Rather, it is in the meaning of the word is children. That And so to every single thing that Bilam says in this blessing, uh, for example, he says, the Jewish people are a nation that dwells alone. They do not reckon among all the nations. That verse is talking about the coming of Mashiach, when the Jewish people will inherit the other nations. So it's something unique about the Jewish people, how they have this unique blessing. It's not about, um, it's not a parable, it's a fact. The Jewish people have a unique, the Mashiach will come, they will not be considered among all nations. They'll have a different, a different reward than all nations will have. 
that's the meaning of the Parsec. It's, it's a simple translation. This is a nation that dwells alone. It does dwell alone. It's different. Or the opening verses of Bilam's words. What can I curse that God hasn't cursed? What can I, how can I be angry at something that God is not angry about? Again, Bilam is saying something which could be understood very literally. And therefore, because it's something which is so literal and so, and so um, uh, simple and not a parable, therefore Rashi is wondering, where's the parable? And that's where Rashi has explained the first verse over there that Bilam says, I see them from the top of mountains. I see them from the top of hilltops. That's where Bilam says, that's where Rashi says, this must be the parable. This must be the part which can't be understood um, literally. This must be a parable. It doesn't mean the top of mountains, doesn't mean the top of hilltops. This is where the parable is. But it's interesting that Rashi veers from the Medrash in saying what the parable is. The, the Medrash says that the parable is, who is the mountain? Who is the hilltop? The, our forefathers are the mountains and the hilltops are our mothers, our grandmothers. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah, they're the hilltops and Amos and Yaakov, they're the mountains. That's how the other commentaries, that's how the Medrash explains this. And the Medrash gives a parable. Um, Medrash says, it's like a person who's trying to cut down a tree and he decides how he's going to cut down the tree. He'll cut down the tree by going to the roots of the tree. But then he sees the roots of the tree are so strong, are so hard, it's impossible to cut the tree down. So the guy gives up and he doesn't cut down the tree. That's the parable the Medrash gives. In the Medrash's parable, the forefathers are the mountains. In Rashi's words, Rashi says the Jewish people are called mountains. The, not that our forefathers called mountains, we are called mountains. And more, Rashi says, why are we so strong? It's because of our early beginnings, because of our roots, because of our forefathers. Why can't Rashi just say simply, like the Medrash says, that our, our ancestors are the mountains? Why does he say that we're the mountains, that, we're, that we are the hilltops? The answer is, is that Rashi is... Um, is bothered by, by uh, saying, Rashi can't say that we ourselves, that our forefathers in the mountains, why? Because according to the Medrash, it's not that our, the mountain is a parable for our forefathers, it's that our forefathers are called by that name. As we find in other verses in the Torah, it, it says, Kol doidi the voice of my beloved jumps over the mountains, jumps over the hilltops. There, the Medrash says, our forefathers are called mountains and hilltops. It's the title. Our forefathers are called by that title. A parable is not just a name that's given, a, 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 a name that denotes something. A parable means it's a parable. It's something which is, you want to understand something else, here's a parable about that. So Rashi says, I have to say, say this is not a title. I have to say this is a parable. And therefore, what's the parable? Just like a mountain and a, and, a, and a hilltop is a very hard piece of stone, so to the Jewish people are very hard and very they're, very, they're rock solid. They're very rock solid. That's how Rashi explains this. Now, the Alter Rebbe, the Shalah, says that Rashi is the wine of the Torah. And therefore, whatever Rashi says has also a deeper insight for us in our lives. And um, here's the insight. Amazing insight. 
Rashi says that Bilam is saying a parable. That means the strength of the mountains, what's a parable mean? Parable means there's an analog, there's a deeper meaning. You can't explain the deeper meaning without the parable. The parable gives you some insight into the deeper meaning. But the deeper meaning is a lot more than the parable. So here we're trying to express the strength of the Jewish people. What's the strength of the Jewish people? It's much greater than a mountain. It's much greater than a hilltop. We're using the mountain and hilltops as something to, to be a parable for our strength, which is far, far greater. So it tells us the strength of the Jewish people that they're a lot greater. Why, they so, why is their strength so much greater? So we're not talking about our military strength. We're talking about, as the Tzemach Sedek says, the power of Nesiris Nefesh, the power of devotion to Hashem, the power of faith in Hashem, which is to the point of, of Nesiris Nefesh. That's our strength, which is really um, the opposite of what the world looks as, the, what the world thinks is strength. What does the world strength think is, what, how does the world uh, what's considered mighty and strong from the perspective of, of, of a human being. Whoever is more of a thing, whoever is stronger and bigger and more of a thing, the more thing he is, more strength of, of, of his existence there is, that's what's stronger. What's the strength of a Jew? So as we're learning this week, the, the coming from Yibes Tammuz, the previous episode said, a Jew is, Messias Nefesh means, actually the Rebbe once said, the essence of a Jew is Messias Nefesh and true. So what's Messias Nefesh mean? Messias Nefesh doesn't mean you jump off the roof. That's, that's maybe a, a consequence of Messias Nefesh. Messias Nefesh is something else. Messias Nefesh means you say, this is the way it has to be. It can't be any other way. That's Messias Nefesh. It has to be this way. It can't be any other way. That's Messias Nefesh. So it's not about um, your identity and your existence. It's the opposite. It's about your devotion to Hashem. And therefore, Bilam says that whatever I'm going to tell you about the strength of Jewish people, it's only an analog, it's only a parable because their strength is a whole different kind of strength. Their strength is in their devotion to Hashem and their non-existence. In their, in their devotion to Hashem, they're letting go of their existence, letting go of them, themselves to, 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 to say what Hashem wants is the way it has to be, can't be any other way, and putting themselves on the side. So this is a great power of Jewish people. Where do we get this power from? We get this power from, the, as Rashi says, through our fathers, through our mothers, as we learned earlier this week, that Abraham bequeathed to all of his descendants a love and a reverence for Hashem because we're children of Abraham. Therefore, deep within, deep within our neshama, we have this love and this nefesh to Hashem. So our strength is our strength. We're like mountains. We're like hilltops. We are greater than the mountains, greater than hilltops with our power, Mr. nefesh. And where does this power come from? It comes from our Zaydas and Babas, our parents and grandparents, all the way back to Abraham Avinu and Sari Imenu, who lived with this mysterious nefesh, with this devotion to Hashem, saying the way Hashem wants things to be, it's the way it has to be, and it can't be any other way. That's the that's what I wanted to share today. Um, any questions, comments, criticism? All right. I go in Shabbos, David. Go Shabbos, Blake. Shabbos, Rebzev. Shabbos.